Hello, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Good to see you, Mark. Yeah, same with you, Alan. You've been doing well? Pretty well. How about you? Yep, I've uh, had the week off and have been enjoying some some side projects. Um, so just uh, hanging out, checking social media and uh, hanging out with family. So side projects are always fun. Family's even better though. So good, good yes. to hear. I've been, been hanging out with family myself and that's been enjoyable. Um, but you know, you know, you said hanging out on social media. I know one of the things that both of us like to do are hang out on, uh, you know, the various forums and Stack Overflow and, you know, and, and Discord and Slack, you know, the various places where people are, are running into problems and trying to, to get help. And I noticed what I feel like is an interesting trend over the past week or so mm-hmm. is I've seen a lot of questions that they all take different shapes, but they all kind of boil down to, I have this file on my server and I can access it fine, but for some reason, Google can't, the assistant can't, Alexa can't, you know, the review process fails because they tell me they can't access the file, you know, by, by terms of service. So maybe we can, you know, as, as since both of us are, uh, have a, a firm grounding in web development, maybe we can talk a little bit about the various causes that can be causing problems like this. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Now, now, one of the the more interesting ones that I see every so often is somebody will post something like, you know, I made a Google Doc for my privacy policy in terms of service. And both Alexa and Google require a privacy policy. Right. That you you have public. Um, but the the reviewers say they can't access it. But I can access it fine. Why is that? <laughs> so always lots of possible reasons for for what, what can cause that. The first one that I usually run across is that, you know, if you put it in a Google Doc, you need to make sure you share it publicly. Yeah. It's, that, <laughs> you know, just because you can have access to it and, you know, the things get uh, cached on your computer or um, you've got, you know, permissions, you're kind of, you're already logged in, but don't necessarily realize it and you're accessing stuff. You're like, hey, this is, this is great. This is working just fine. And then somebody else can't, yeah. Right. No, exactly. And, you know, the, the biggest solution I have that I always recommend, first thing I always tell people to try is try it with an incognito window or yep. an anonymous window or whatever your browser of choice chooses to call it. Um, that really makes sure you've got no cookies and no credentials and you're, you're looking like a nobody. Yep. And see if you can still access the file. <laughs> Yeah, um, and you know, and that helps. Uh, sometimes you uh, ship a link off to somebody else and say, "Hey, can you try this? I just want to double check that." You know, am I going crazy or yeah. <laughs> is this just me? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely always a good point to to call in somebody else if you're having problems. But make sure that person isn't you know in the same household, isn't you know if it's corporate, isn't in the yeah. same company, um, because again, who knows what what they could be permitted to as well already. Yeah, and, and, and I'm finding more and more that um, 
it didn't used to be that everything had to be HTTPS, but uh, more and more, even simple things um, need to be HTTPS or they're going to pass some sort of validation check or something that, that's, uh, you know, if you're like, you're talking about the certification process, uh, sometimes um, that's a requirement. You don't necessarily realize that, you know, your public web link has to be, um, you know, SSL. Yeah, that's an excellent point. But, and here's actually one of the kickers. It was one of the other problems that I saw is somebody was reporting that they were, you know, they, they had uh, an audio file on their server mm-hmm. uh, and it was an HTTPS server. And when they had set up a flash briefing to access it using RSS, was accessing the audio fine, no problems. When they set up a regular skill that would return it, it wasn't accessing the audio. And when testing it using the, uh, the simulator from the Alexa console, it was giving really, really bizarre errors. <laughs> and after a lot of research, and I'm not even sure we, that they fully tracked it down, but after a lot of research, it looked like their web server was only serving a couple of very narrow um, SSL protocols. So the, the encryption formats that were being used by HTTPS, only a couple of them were listed as valid. And that set that was valid wasn't sufficient for what Alexa or the console were looking for. Oh, that's interesting. So it was, it was a very bizarre set of problems. But it does, you know, kind of point to if you're setting up HTTPS, it's not always, you know, HTTPS can be a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Now, were you able to find things like in the developer console, uh, like errors in the console log or something from the network trace or anything that would give indications? That's actually a great point. Um, one of the things that that the person did. So one, and, and actually, I think that's a great point that the first thing you should do when you're running into problems like that is look to the logs. You know, the console log in your browser, the network trace log, the, and, and then go to the server and see what your logs on the server say. And what the server logs were saying is they didn't see a, a request at all, which usually means Uh-oh. that it was an error much deeper than any access log. So. It was saying nobody's requested this. Well, if it's an SSL layer, it's a layer below what would be logged in the the usual logs that you look at. Um, The console log in the browser was giving an error and it made absolutely no sense. Mm. Which again, is a good indicator that something very strange is going on. Yeah, that that reminds me because like similarly, there was a a problem where um, in order to do audio and SSML for, for Alexa, then um, it needs to be hosted HTTPS, you know, audio file. And there's, you know, there's certain requirements for what type of audio file it is and, mm-hmm. you know, what the bit rate and all that stuff. There are some very limited, um, you know, criteria for the audio that gets, that, that is supported. Um, but this particular problem was something that was working and then all of a sudden it stopped working. And it seemed don't, to don't you hate those? No, I love those. No, I hate them actually. Because <laughs> you're just like, this is not what it, it bothers me when something doesn't make sense. 
even if I fix something and it doesn't make sense why now it's fixed, it still bothers me because I'm like, okay, this is just, (laughs) I just lucked into this solution. I don't, I don't know. Uh, And that happens plenty, by the way, that's (laughs) just because you're a a dev with years of experience doesn't mean that you don't just sometimes fall into the solution, but uh, it's always better when you know or understand what, okay, Find the find the story that makes sense as far as why you why that was a problem and why what you did fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular issue was something uh, I'd have to look go back and look and and uh, it, this showed up on Twitter and and in a, a Slack as well. But I think it was a situation where playing the audio via SSML via the simulator wasn't working, but the device was working. Um, but it was it was something with core settings. All of a sudden, they were requiring um, a certain um, God, I don't even remember what cross origin re- Re- cross origin resource for security resource something like settings. That. Yeah, but there's you, you need to be able to say that oh, this um, web could accept uh, you know what type of uh, you know whether it be a Git or a poster or, and in you know are you going to limit it. Um, to who can access it. And so sometimes it's uh, a setting like that that throws you off. Cores is really tricky and really annoying. And it makes a lot of sense. But for resources like this, it's it's almost always where you want to explicitly say, on the server side, allow any resource from any domain to access this, this other resource. Um, and it's you know, on the every time I look at cores on the surface, I look at it and I go, "Oh, this is easy." And then when as I start digging into it, I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? What? What?" <laughs> um, yeah, cores is definitely one of the most common stumbling blocks I see when trying to access um, mixed mixed origin resources. Yeah. And and by that and and to explain what a mixed origin resource is in general, you know, if if I have a web page at, at prisoner.com and it wants to load a graphics from example.com. Example.com needs to explicitly allow me to do that. Otherwise, most modern browsers won't allow it. And the way most sites allow that access is just by saying, anybody who wants access to this resource can get it. Well, we're gonna allow it. It's a, yeah, it's a public available resource. Doesn't yeah. matter where, where you're requesting it from, but. But there are certainly circumstances where, especially for secure items, you want to limit who does end up with access to that. And a lot of servers come configured with a very narrow set of right. resource sharing. So well, and, yeah, and if you think about it, like uh, when in the um, Alexa world, like if, if you're playing an audio file, um, the audio file really is being loaded by something like the Alexa service, or in some cases that might even be, um, well, I think it, I think on the audio, it, it, it happens at the Alexa service level where if you've got SSML that has maybe text and audio, it gets mixed and blended into an audio file at the Alexa service la- layer before that is passed down to the device to actually play on the speaker. But uh, images is kind of like like a web browser where the device itself is going out to this public resource to get the image to show in your APL or something. And so um, it and, and you don't really 
you know, know where that, where uh, it's coming from and, and who, yeah. yeah, you, you know, we, we should actually look into this and do a segment on, you know, exactly how audio requests and image requests look like they're being loaded from, because lots of people still do resource tracking and, you know, logging. Um, so yeah, that might be something we should look at. Yeah, that, 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 that does seem interesting. We could figure that out. I, I'm sure some way. <laughs> a few tests. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be, you know, just a few tests. It'll be easy and then lead us down a rabbit hole. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, but another, it, it occurs to me that another thing that can often trip up some of the, the resource handling is a lot of sites still do filtering based on the user agent. Yeah. Um, particularly for, you know, use that as, as uh, filtering for bots. So if it looks like your user agent is a bot rather than a, a real browser, then they may filter it, they may block it, they may require you know, an additional, you know, if, if they think it may not be from a browser, they may implement Capacha. Cap I, you know, I never That's knew good. Yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> the, the annoying screen where the, you have to try to figure out what the characters are. Or right, you know, or you know, the how many traffic or, lights there are. Or, exactly. You know, or, or check the box that, you know, says you're not a bot, no lying honest yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> or you know may, may throw one of those up and and interrupt the flow so you know right. if you're sometimes just testing from an incognito browser isn't enough to make sure your resource is available it's you know you you got to look at a huge set of logs to say well okay where did this get blocked did this get blocked on my firewall did this get blocked you know in my server you know what are what are you know, what's, uh, what's restricting access here and why? Also, sometimes you need to think about it. Like if you make a change and, and that like on the web and you post something, some new content or assets and um, you're not getting the updated version, you need to remember uh, or think about, do, do I have a, a CDN, a content delivery network yeah. um, that's caching things? And did I forget to... Um, invalidate the cache so that it gets the latest versions of things. I, I can easily imagine that for larger projects, especially that's a, a real issue. Yeah. And I, I was thinking like in the, in this situation with, um, with APL, you could create your own like custom components and package them in a separate JSON file and host them. And if you, just have one file and then you make changes to it and you expect those changes to be the, what gets pulled down. That might not happen. That might be cached like on the device itself. Um, and it may not pick up the newer versions. And so you have to make sure that you, you know, have a good versioning policy. So you're going to deploy this at a URL that has the version number as part of the URL so that you're actually going to, you know, a different version of this in, you know, so over time, as you're updating, then the newer stuff can get the newer version, and and um, and you know, you don't have to worry about things being cached um, and not getting changes because you're you know you're not uh, you're doing it all in the same file. Yep. No, excellent point. So yeah, you know, it, it's really amazing. Uh, there's there's lots of things that we need to pay attention to, all of which are you know web related. That when things go well, they go really well and 
when you run into problems, you know, there, there are bumps in the road. Yeah. I, re- I remember um, you know, talking with, uh, with uh, somebody um, that had joined a company and, and they were junior programmer. Actually, they were an intern and, and um, just talking about, well, do you understand, you know, how the HTTP protocol works, that it's a request and a response and, and all this, all this stuff that we're, that we're working on with, you know, developing for Alexa or for Google assistant is based on, you know, rest you know the HTT protocol all this stuff and so if you don't necessarily understand that it's a, that, that it's is this request response or kind of how that works then it, it seems kind of mysterious and so you know just taking the you know 30 minutes or whatever to kind of walk through and say this is how it works on a basic level and like oh let's take a look at when we hit an endpoint on the on the browser what what is the the network tab say in the developer console oh see the request see the response this and, and just kind of making sure that that uh, that basic uh, foundation is understood um, because it you know it, it seems to be just you know it's not always understood by everyone it is, and, yeah it's and, just kind and, of just jumping into it you don't necessarily know that oh this is <laughs> there are some basic protocols that things are built on top of and it's just amazing really you know having been with the web since the beginning, to see, you know, a simple, I hit this URL and I get this static web page back and the, and the browser renders the HTML and just the HTML, right? This is yeah. even before CSS and JavaScript oh, and, yeah. and stuff. Then you, you know, you just kind of start thinking or seeing how things are built on top of it. Like, oh, now we have REST APIs. Oh, REST APIs are really the same type of thing, but request response and so Yep. No, actually, you know what? I think that'll I think that will make for another segment, another time to discuss some of these these basic underlying technologies that you and I take, you know, take for granted because we've been there since the beginning. Yeah, we grew up with it. Yeah. But uh, but it's easy to see how some people may not quite get it. So I think that pretty much covers, you know, at least the the basic set of what to look for when when Files can't be accessed. Can you think of anything else, or? Yeah, no. I, I, I'm, I'm sure if, if um, our listeners have uh, additional scenarios or, or, or things, you know, you could probably stump us <laughs> on stuff. But we could, you know, maybe uh, point you at a few things to check to, to maybe get you unstuck. But uh, we'd be interested to see what you've got, uh, what you've encountered, and kind of what your solution has been with that. Yep. And as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter, on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, leave comments uh, below on YouTube or on your favorite podcast, or, uh, you know, reach out to us directly. We're always happy to, uh, to chat and to learn some more. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll share your questions on a future episode of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. You as well, Mark. Have a good week. You too. Take care, everybody.